0: to the Iowa City uh, formal meeting for March 22nd, 2022. It is now 6 p.m. and we're going to start with roll call, please.
1: Alter. Here. Burgess. Here. Harmson. Here. Taylor. Here. Teague. Here. Thomas. Here. Weiner.
2: Here.
0: All right. Well, welcome back to the counselors and staff and welcome to all of you. We've been here since three. Um, Welcome to all of you that are here as well as to those that are listening in um, on our social media outlets we are going to start with proclamations on item number two and 2 A is meals on wheels and the 50th anniversary of the older americans act nutrition program and we're going to ask that counselor pauline taylor read this
3: whereas 50 years ago on march 22nd 1972 President Nixon signed into law a measure that amended the Older Americans Act of 1965 to include a national nutrition program for individuals 60 years and older. And whereas for five decades, this landmark law has helped to fund community-based organizations like Meals on Wheels, and it is still the only federal program designed specifically to meet the nutritional and social needs of older adults. And whereas this year, Meals on Wheels programs from across the country are joining together for the March for Meals Awareness Campaign to celebrate 50 years of success and garner the support needed to ensure these crucial programs can continue to address food insecurity and malnutrition, combat social isolation, enable independence, and improve health for years to come. And whereas Meals on Wheels programs Both congregate and home delivered in Iowa City, Iowa have served our communities admirably for 62 years. And whereas volunteers for Meals on Wheels programs in Iowa City, Iowa are the backbone of the program and they not only deliver nutritious meals to seniors and individuals with disabilities who are at significant risk of hunger and isolation, but also caring concern and attention to their welfare. And whereas Meals on Wheels programs in Iowa City, Iowa provide nutritious meals to seniors throughout Iowa City, Iowa that help them maintain their health and independence, thereby helping to prevent unnecessary falls, hospitalizations, and or premature institutionalization. And whereas Meals on Wheels programs in Iowa City, Iowa provide a powerful opportunity for social connection for millions of seniors to help combat the negative health effects and economic consequences of loneliness and isolation. And whereas Meals on Wheels programs in Iowa City, Iowa deserve recognition for the heroic contributions and essential services they have provided amid the COVID 19 pandemic and will continue to provide to local communities, our state, and our nation long after it is over. Now, therefore, on behalf of Bruce Teague, Mayor of Iowa City, do by here. I proclaim March 2022 as a month celebrating the Meals on Wheels and the 50th anniversary of the Older Americans Act Nutrition Program and urge every community member to take this month to honor our Meals on Wheels programs, the seniors they serve, and the volunteers who care for them. Our recognition of and involvement in the national celebration can enrich our entire community and help combat senior hunger and isolation in America and accepting is Kerry Feuerbach.
4: Um, I've been a a volunteer for about five years for Meals on Wheels, so I'm just doing the uh, acceptance here. I want to thank Mayor Teague for the March Meals on Wheels proclamation. As you know, Meals on Wheels is vital service for seniors everywhere. In Johnson County, we currently have 183 clients and that number is climbing in the past two months January and February we delivered almost 8,000 meals we depend on volunteers to deliver all the meals as we have few staff currently we have 86 volunteers and could use more uh, the last two months our volunteers have worked a total of 537 hours we would have to pay that staff to make deliveries the and the cost would be in excess of $12,000 for just two months we would also like to invite any of you to join on a ride-along to meet two or three of our clients they are so appreciative for this service and they would be delighted to meet any of you so again I want to thank uh, staff and uh, I appreciate it so thank you <clears throat>
0: Thank you. Item 2B is Transgender Day of Awareness. Whereas all persons deserve to live in a city that represents their dignity, safety, and overall overall well-being by supporting equality and fair treatment for everyone, and whereas members of the transgender community contribute to the growing diversity and prosperity of our city, and whereas transgender persons continue to face high levels of discrimination, stigma and bias that confuse abuse and violence against this community. And whereas the City of Iowa City embraces all persons and residents uphold our shared values of dignity, equality, and fair treatment for everyone by ensuring that acts of violence towards transgender persons are not tolerated. And whereas Transgender Day of Awareness helps bring public awareness to anti-transgender hate crimes, and honors the memory of those hurt and killed by acts of anti-transgender violence each year. And whereas residents are encouraged to observe this day and to honor the lives we have lost because of senseless violence as we move forward toward, together in the promotion of acceptance and understanding. Now, therefore, I, Bruce Teague, Mayor of Iowa City, do hereby proclaim March 31st, 2022, as Transgender Day of Awareness in Iowa City. And to accept this proclamation is our Human Rights Commissioner, Ashley Lindsay. I
1: wanted to uh, share just a few words if I could. Um, As the Vice Chair of the Human Rights Commission, it's truly an honor to be able to accept this, but I have to also recognize that I am here accepting this proclamation as a cisgender woman. And with that privilege, I I want to use it to be able to amplify trans voices um, and honor them just for a moment this evening. I'm going to be sharing a few statements from some of the trans Iowans that I am blessed to know. Um, The statements are raw and unfiltered, and I think it's important that we hear and honor these voices. My friend Jack says, with all of the nonsense legislation trying to erase transgender youth, I feel the need to out myself again. I am a transgender man. I was assigned female at birth. I have endured discrimination and abuse. I used to want to die, but I am hellbent on staying alive, a little bit out of spite. I will endure for myself, for our youth, and for all of us. Um, another friend, Elle Wyatt, who is actually a candidate for Iowa House District 91, Says, the Transgender Day of Visibility is not only for those who are visible in the community, but those who work behind the scenes to advocate for those who don't have a voice. As a parent of two teenage girls, and also being transgender, I strive to protect and enable younger generations to live their lives authentically without fear of criticism. Kyla Patterson is a local trans community member and also a former high school athlete. And she says, transgender people are tired of cis allies' silence, We will not be silent today, but we shouldn't be forced into silence any day. When it comes to the Trans Day of Visibility, respect, education, and becoming an accomplice in trans liberation will go a long way. Respect means making sure trans people are counted and supported in our community. Saying correct names, pronouns, and other terms are likely to go a long way. Education is important as well. Cisgender people should be educating themselves every day, not just today, about our existence, our healthcare rights, and how they can become allies. This means more than just going to pride festivals every year, despite how much we all enjoy them. (laughs) And last but not least, I want to share a statement from my good friend Quinn. She says, for trans people, visibility is a double-edged sword. It is both affirming and frightening, both necessary and perilous. The growing visibility of trans people in popular culture, in our educational institutions, and in our workplaces has contributed to increased acceptance and knowledge. The more we trans people see ourselves in the world around us, the more we know others can understand some of who we are, and more of how we feel we can be empowered to be ourselves, to come out, to connect with one another, and to live fully and authentically. On the other hand, The visibility of trans people is a constant engine of violence against us, as Mayor Teague alluded to in his proclamation. Assault and murder of trans people derived from hyper-visible and hyper-stigmatized queerness. Political discourse has made trans people hyper-visible focal points for the ongoing culture war against the most marginalized among us, galvanizing politicians and lawmakers to, among other things, target trans kids. The recent legislation is just awful, (laughs) horrible, and I feel the need to address that tonight but it curtails their civil rights in schools and curbs their access to gender-affirming care. So when we talk about visibility, we need to remember and reckon with the world as it is. Celebrate trans people, uplift our voices and images, let us know we are included and that we are valued, but fight for us too. Protect our right to full inclusion in civil life, protect our access to care and support we need to survive. Don't just accept us, help us shape a more hospitable and caring world. Thank you.
0: Thank you. we are moving on to item number three which is special presentations uh 3a is a COVID update by johnson county public health sam jarvis who is the community health division manager
5: welcome good evening to the council as always appreciate the opportunity to provide updates and certainly happy to provide uh, good news updates uh, as of late and so Many are well aware that our COVID situation is looking far better than what it was at the beginning of the year and certainly will point towards uh, the CDC's new COVID committee levels that uh, the ask is to utilize for the general public to look at uh, what mitigation measures and layered mitigation measures uh, one should take in place. And we'll happily note that 97 out of Iowa's 99 counties are in low status at the moment. So overall, very good news, and we can corroborate that with the fact that the past seven days we've seen less than 50 some cases reported to us and even within the past several days have seen single digit cases uh, and so we have not seen this kind of lower transmission since uh, i believe june and july of 2021 uh, before we saw the rise of a, a delta variant and then certainly uh, the most recent omicron variant so overall very positive news and As always, we'll continue to monitor our our local situation and certainly are apprised of the state and nation and even global trends and know that there have been some headlines about uh, transmission in other areas and we'll continue to monitor that. Um, It is not without uh, or out of the realm of possibility that we'll once again ask for layered mitigation, Uh, but certainly we'll hope for the best and prepare for the worst. Uh, In terms of vaccinations, they have certainly trickled um, And have slowed down uh, dramatically, even with uh, booster vaccinations. But happily, we'll report that Johnson County remains one of the highest vaccinated uh, counties in the state. So, again, a huge thanks to all of our partners who continue to provide vaccinations across the board, whether they're community clinics, pharmacies, or hospital partners, uh, because that still is very important to ensure that, one, folks are up to date on their vaccination, which means fully vaccinated and then now, if eligible, for a booster, (coughs) but also provide access for those who may not have uh, gotten vaccinated right away for whatever the reasons Uh, we continue to do that crucial work to provide uh, the correct information, the most up to date information and dispel any disinformation on those fronts. So other than that, happy to answer any questions.
6: Have you heard anything, Sam, about um, submission of data by either Moderna or Pfizer for the under fives?
5: Uh, not at the moment. I, I think the headline that is carrying right now is that Moderna has submitted in, um, data for boost, a fourth booster for um, the general public and then Pfizer uh, as well for older adults. But uh, that we're also anticipating, hoping to hear more for four and under uh, at the moment.
0: I know that um, we're still navigating COVID and there'll be new guidance coming out. At one point, we heard that boosters may have to be annually or, you know, six to eight months. It was undetermined. Have you heard anything more on that front?
5: We have not. Uh, I think that's where the the speculation will be uh, that possibly uh, will be timed with um, what many folks know is the annual flu shot as well. But um, at this moment, we've not heard more from our federal partners. I believe the FDA has a scheduled meeting to talk about. Uh, I believe uh, a fourth booster, but again, we've seen most recently too that both our, our federal agencies that are looking at these processes move pretty quickly mm-hmm. uh, and with little notice. But we'll uh, continue to um, to hear information and then share as a, as as we receive it.
0: Great. Well, I think on behalf of this council, we really appreciate the all the work that you all have done and will continue to do. Uh, we're not out of it yet and so to those out in the public you know let's still um uh, be as cautious as we feel necessary during this process but thank you so much for coming um routinely to give us the updates
5: absolutely thank you and uh, appreciate the opportunity
0: thanks we are on to items number four through eight which is our consent agenda could i get a motion to consider it please
6: so moved Second.
0: Moved by Weiner, seconded by Taylor. Anyone from the public like to discuss any item that is on our consent agenda, please come forth. If you're in the room to the podium here, there is a sign-in sheet on the side. And then if you are online, please raise your hand and I'll acknowledge you. And you can come up and you can sign after. Yep. Welcome.
7: Hello. My name is Noah. I live in Iowa City. Uh, And first, I'm going to talk about the CPRB minutes that you're receiving and what the complaint is. I'm just going to read off that complaint here a little bit. Uh, finding of facts. On October 22nd of 2021, patrol officers witnessed a complainant walking downtown with an open container of alcohol. Officers ran after and confronted the complainant. The complaint stops and conversed officers at one point handing the open container of alcohol to the complainant. No, that that complaint is previously said. Tried to hide from the officer, a complainant then a companion then accompanying the complainant as they went with officers to patrol car and a ticket was issued. um And then of course the the the, the allegation of improper unlawful search was not sustained, which I mean of course not sustained since this is a useless board. But uh, but what I really find the issue is is the comments on this board are. While the board may find this complaint, not to be, this complaint not to be sustained, the board does have some serious concerns with what it witnessed in the body cam footage of this incident. The most prob- problematic of those is the last thing that was said by one of the officers before the recording ended at the conclusion of the incident, and it was, the office, this is what your officer said. I was kind of hoping that she was going, gonna run. So you, your officer, Wanted to fight somebody. They wanted to escalate the situation. And also, the other uh, complaint that they had was that the, the language used by the officer, which I've experienced many times by ICPD, is they will just start cursing at you. You, you videotape them. Um, about 90% of the times I video say, videotape ICPD officers on my phone, I get confronted by officers getting complained that, like, why are you filming me? Uh, you're, you're so, or along those lines. I've been threatened with arrest for, for filming officers, and even though they, I was standing there. They initiated the interaction with me. I was standing there silently, just filming as my right, and they started interacting with me. And then, then they tried to tell me that I was interfering with an investigation. I had to leave or be arrested after they initiated and started to cause conflict with me because I was filming as is my right. Because I don't like cops. I that's, that should be pretty clear here. I think you should abolish ICPD. At the minimum, you should defund them, not increase their budget, but yeah. So, is anything going to happen to the officer? Is that just, that's just more evidence of the terrible culture in ICPD? When they gassed us, that night they gassed us, on video, a whole bunch of them were laughing and saying, let them eat gas. ICPD has a terrible culture. They are not reformable. The only solution is to reallocate their funds to actually help the community and not continually put more and more money into this violent institution.
0: Thank you. Would anyone else like to address any item that is on our consent agenda? Seeing no one. Council discussion? Roll call, please. Teague yes thomas
8: yes weiner yes alter yes Burgess. yes harmson yes taylor yes
0: motion passes seven to zero item number nine is community comment this is a time where anyone from the community can come up to discuss any item that is not on our agenda we do um, have three minutes allotted and there is a timer over here Uh, for anyone that um, is present here in the room and then online if you wish to speak please raise your hand and i'll acknowledge you and call you by name when it is your opportunity to speak and there's also a timer um, electronically for you okay inside the room i'll welcome you to the podium please state your name and the city you're from thank you
9: I'm Asmita powder from ASTIC Planning, Iowa City. Um, sorry, I do have a presentation here to It
6: somewhere. should be right on the desktop there.
9: Oh, sorry. Um, good evening, everyone, and uh, Mayor Tig. So today, I'm just going to be talking about the Inclusive Economic Development Plan. For Johnson County, that ASTIC planning is developing in collaboration with IOCD Area Development Group, City Area Business Partnership, Greenstead Credit Union, and Multicultural Development Center of Iowa. Um, so, I'll just talk about the project and the outreach we're doing and the next steps and what our ask is today. So, um, this inclusive economic development plan is really um, the title speaks for itself, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to reach out to people in the Johnson County, and understand what are the business resources that are available, that are accessible, especially for the underestimated community members in Johnson County. And um, so underestimated community members can include um, people from um, um, immigrant population, people of color, people from LGBTIQ community, women, youth, or like formerly incarcerated people, and so on. So um, this project is um, really has like five phases, the first is research. We've identified over 25 economic development plans in uh, over the country, and then we are conducting survey. Um, We're conducting focus group uh, or circles with our business organizations and group of people. And we're also conducting interviews that is one on one. That is, uh, these three outreach are happening currently, and then we also have a strategic doing sessions that we'll be conducting during May. so, um, the outreach is really we're trying to do a focused outreach where we're trying to reach out to um, business owners and sorry business owners or people who want to open a business in the Johnson county who are from the underestimated community, and we're also trying to reach out to support institutions who who can lend um, support and like financial assistance to small businesses in the county. so we're trying to get the final document out by June or July this year, and um, the next steps is really to uh, Continue collaborations and so I'm here today to really ask for people to reach out to us We're really trying to reach out to everybody over the county the business owners and support institutions, but we're missing of course so please reach out to us if you want to be involved in like uh, one-on-one interviews, or strategic doing sessions, and for in focus groups, or if you just want to stay anonymous uh, and take the survey that we have, and um, or just share an anonymous story, then you can just go to the website that you can see on the screen, or just scan the QR code for the survey, or you can um, reach out to the email address and the cell phone number that you can see on the screen. Thank, Thank
0: you so you. much. Thank you. Well welcome
7: hello it is noah again and for transcript only use the name that i provide on for transcript which is noah so that's what it should be on the transcripts and that's not what it currently is so kelly fix that um so last meeting that you had the appeals for the um at the end of the meeting so the very the last meeting so that the woman who said she do english is her third language came here and because the city forced her to remove her stuff. But in the presentation, stand, I honestly don't remember for the standards, Steve, whoever I forgot his name, whatever it was, he, in that presentation, he admitted to y'all that it was clear that she had removed all the stuff in his presentation. And maybe this is just me misinterpreting why, like what turned it. But like once like she got back the second or third time and mentioned that, yeah, this is all cleared out. Then y'all said, okay. And, you, and to your credit, you did like not go with what the city was going to do. Well, my my issue is with what the city staff just purposely just omitted the fact that it was all like she hadn't removed it all, and that's really sad that it happened. Is we, that is the city forced loss of biodiversity to just have now now there's nothing there and they saw that that there's a bunch of. Beautiful plants growing there that contributed to the biodiversity. Lots of stuff was edible, not in and and good to look at. It wasn't even that like that was just and then now it's just all gone because the city just didn't didn't really explain stuff to her. Didn't work with her. I mean, obviously, like she came here. There was lots of like stuff going on in that situation, and the city did not help. Um, yeah. What else?
0: That's all. Thank you. Would anyone else like to address a topic that is not on our formal agenda? If you're online, please raise your hand and I'll acknowledge you. And inside, you can speak and then uh, sign after. Okay, sounds
10: good. Um, Just like before I start, like trigger warning for like anything if anyone needs to leave. Um, But I'm just reiterating what I spoke about on January 18th at the town hall meeting. Um, just about how like my sexual assault kit has not come back and when I contacted the police, it or it's almost been six months, um, it was in October, and um, they said it would take up to six weeks and I haven't heard anything back. And then when I was like in the hospital, they like the uh, sexual assault workers were telling me that they gave me um, two pieces of papers to track my kit because they said that most times it won't come back or you'll never find out the results and I just think that's unacceptable. Um, and then I went in today to like discuss, like see if I could Figure anything else out, and they basically like, oh, sorry, like our systems are down. Our detective's on a phone call. Like, can you report a problem again? Um, Report it again. And I've already explained it over three times to them. And I know on um, February 15th we discussed like the mobile health crisis, and a lot of you discussed about how like mental health is super important. So that coincides with it. Um, Just like having to reiterate a story that's like very hard is like damaging for sure. Um, So. I don't know just like being on a college campus i just like the system that they're doing or i don't know what is happening it's just like it's not fulfilling i'm not getting like closure like my parents aren't getting closures like i'm sure other people are not getting closures um so just like i don't know like it's almost been six months i just like don't really know what to do anymore um so i just wanted to bring it up again for you guys thank you
0: thank you Anyone else like to address a topic not on the formal agenda? Seeing no one, we're going to move on to item number There's 10. There's one more, Mr. Mayor.
2: Oh, oh no, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry, are you getting up to speak? Oh, no, sorry. My bad, I no, apologize for interrupting. Okay. I think
0: that young lady is so- Moving on to item number 10. That's the newbie. Now,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: moving on to item number 10. This is 8,900,000 general obligation bonds, resolution, institute, and proceedings to take additionally act, additional action for the issuance of not to exceed 8,900,000 general obligation bonds of the City of Iowa City, State of Iowa. This is a, I'm gonna open up the public hearing. And we're gonna start with the staff comments. Um, Actually, um, I think you're probably gonna cover a couple of items, so welcome.
11: Good evening, Mayor and Council. I'm Nicole Davies, the finance director. Uh, Like the mayor just stated, I will actually be covering items 10 through 13 with this brief presentation. Um, We're gonna be talking about our geo bond issue tonight, which is um, what we use to partially fund our capital improvement plan. So first, just to give you kind of a brief timeline on how this works, we set the public hearing on March 1st. We're now holding the three public hearings for the bond issues along with the pre-levy authorization resolution, um, which is item number 13. On April 12th, we'll have a call with our rating agency to get a rating for the bond issue. Um, On April 19th, we'll be back with another resolution to direct the advertisement for the sale. Um, May 3rd, we'll receive those bid opening and open those bids and then we'll be back on May 17th for another resolution to authorize the issuance of the actual bonds and then June 1st um, will be the close of those. So just to go over the projects that are in the capital improvement plan that these 2022 bonds will be funding. As you can see by far, the largest portion of this is for the Rochester Avenue reconstruction and then also the Fairchild Reconstruction. Then we've got a couple of the parks, the Chattuck Green and Court Hill um, playgrounds and shelters, and then some improvements here to the Senior Center, uh, so a roof replacement at City Hall, upgrading some of the, our BAS controls, and then some for fixing uh, a slab in the fire station. Um, again, the, the cost, For these bonds are included in the 2022 amended budget and the five-year capital improvement program Um, and these are already incorporated into our current and future tax levy projections and all of this will be sold in a competitive bidding process Um, and then two it's actually 10 through 13 not 10 through 14 so that's a typo on the last slide and then any questions that you guys have
0: Don't hear any. Thank you. All right. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? If so, please step forward to the podium. If you're online, please raise your hand and I'll acknowledge you. Welcome, please state your name and city.
7: Hello, uh, Noah, Iowa City. Um, i'm not against this i just think you should do a bunch more and invest in public housing so like you actually like help solve the housing crisis instead of these like affordable housing whatever that means that doesn't like actually solve the root problem which is the lack of like actual affordable public house like have public housing and then you could have the city could be set prices for the hard, like better yet, not like even have prices or have extremely, extremely low prices that are like actually affordable for the working class and the poor. And so you help solve the house's um, problem. You actually help solve the, uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember what this, that number was for the um vouchers. Uh, wow, my brain is not working. I can't think of it. The last, meeting the, for the when you extended, the, why can't the, you all know that the, the federal housing? I can't think of the term right now, but yes, that like how there's houses that was a wait lists, like to solve that problem. Which like if you had bonds of like significant amounts and then invested that in public housing, um, that would go a long ways to solving the housing crisis in this city. That's all. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Anyone else like to address this topic? If you're online. Please raise your hand. Seeing no one, I'm gonna close the close the public hearing. Could I get a motion to approve, please?
4: So move, Thomas.
12: Second, Burgess.
0: Council discussion. Roll call, please. Thomas?
8: Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague?
0: Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 11 is 700,000 general obligation bonds. This is a resolution instituting proceedings to take additional action for the ensuance of not to exceed 700,000 general obligation bonds of the City of Iowa City, State of Iowa. I'm gonna open the public hearing. And this presentation was just given to us. Anyone from the public like to discuss this item? Seeing no one, I'm gonna close the public hearing. got I get a motion to approve, please?
6: So move, Weiner. Second, Alter.
0: Council discussion. Roll call, please.
8: Weiner. Yes. Alter. Yes. Burgess. Yes. Harmson. Yes. Taylor. Yes. Teague. Yes. Thomas.
0: Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 12 is 700,000 general obligation bonds Resolution instituting proceedings to take additional action for the issuance of not to exceed 700,000 general obligation bonds of the City of Iowa City, State of Iowa. I'm gonna open the public hearing. And anyone from the public like to discuss this item? Seeing no one, I'm gonna close the public hearing. Kind I get a motion to approve, please?
13: So moved, Burgess.
4: Second, yes. Thomas.
0: Council discussion. Roll call, please.
8: Alter? Yes. Burgess? Yes. Harmson? Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner?
6: Yes.
0: Motion passes 7 to 0. 2022 GO Bond Pre Levy Authorization. This is a resolution authorizing the issuance of 10,255,000 general obligation bonds, Series 2022. And levying a tax for the payment thereof. Could I get a motion to approve, please?
6: So move, minor.
2: Second, Harmson.
0: All right. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? Seeing no one. Council discussion. Roll call, please.
8: Burgess?
6: Yes.
0: Harmson?
8: Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter?
0: Yes. Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 14 is fiscal year 2022 budget amendment public hearing. I'm going to, this is a resolution amending the current budget for fiscal year ending June 2022. I'm going to open up the public hearing and we're going to start with comments from staff and they're going to cover items 14 through 16. I'M GOING TO WELCOME OUR DEPUTY CITY MANAGER.
14: THANK YOU, uh, MAYOR, CITY COUNCIL. Uh, GOOD EVENING. Uh, WE'LL um, BE COVERING uh, ITEMS 14 THROUGH 16 uh, WITH A um, SUMMARY OF THE uh, FY2023 BUDGET. Um, BUT BEFORE I GET TO THAT, I WILL uh, BRIEFLY uh, TALK ABOUT uh, THE um, BUDGET AMENDMENT FOR 2022. This would be the second uh, budget amendment this fiscal year. Uh, The process ran congruently with the uh, 2023 uh, budget process. The amendment includes uh, capital improvement project uh, budget adjustments to align the five year uh, capital improvement plan. Uh, Also uh, includes um, the uh, American Rescue Plan Act revenues and expenditures. And um, other small uh, amendment items. Uh, the overall um, impact of the um, fund balance is a decrease of uh, by $14.8 million. Um, this is uh, covered through the access of uh, fund balances and bonds, uh, and it's also important to note that it will not affect property taxes uh, or uh, tax levies. so uh next um, so we' we're, we're gonna kind of go over what we've been done uh, done up to this point uh, how do we get here um, um, obviously it's uh, you are pretty f- well familiar with uh, the process that has gone into this but uh, for our audience it's, it's, it's kind of good to know that the uh, This is a cultivation of of strategic plan, uh, the the various city master plans, the community uh, input and feedback, a number of one-on-one meetings, and, of course, uh, the public meetings that we've had so far. So we started off in September 21 uh, with a a council workshop on priorities, uh, followed up with uh, another public meeting um, on the uh, operating budget review, uh, January 8th. Uh, we also had a capital improvement plan review uh, with operating budget review uh, on January 12th. Uh, February 1, uh, I was setting uh, the hearing for our max uh, maximum property levy tax, um, and that was followed up uh, by February 15th with a public hearing on the uh, max levy. Uh, then uh, March uh, 1st, setting the public hearing and um, we're working up to now where we uh, are going to be talking about the uh, budget adoption and all this so that we can get it for certification to uh, the county auditor by uh, march 31st so uh, some of the um we call stress factors on our budget i think we're all pretty well familiar with these um Um, Obviously, the um, commercial backfill uh, being phased out by the um, uh, uh, state legislature uh, has a a big ongoing effect on our budget um, that coupled with uh, uh, multi-residential taxability uh, dropping um, and also the residential rollback dropping um, also combined that with uh, our, our uh, property vac- uh, values starting to plateau and, and then just uh, we're still dealing with impacts from the pandemic and um, just the ongoing volatility of uh, inflation and project costs going up. Um, but that hasn't stopped us from continuing to um, invest in uh, some key strategic inif- initiatives and uh, that's also going to be highlighted in uh, this, this coming budget. Uh, we're still able to uh, honor commitment to uh, put a million dollars uh, in general fund for contributions toward affordable housing efforts. Um, <clears throat> also allocated uh, 613000 to uh, support uh, community nonprofit agencies. We've, uh, we're also able to make modest investments in um, personnel. Uh, investments needed to uh, maintain key service levels, um, aggressively uh, uh, fund uh, climate, action, uh, climate action and adaption, uh, adopt, uh, adaption efforts um, and uh, invest in uh, major road improvement projects, continue uh, continues to implementation of the uh, bike and, and park and natural area plan, master plans. And and continue to prepare for uh, future uh, facility uh, needs. So some of our uh, high points um, to the budget. Uh, Again, we 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 have continued to uh, reduce our tax levy rate. Um, Although this is starting to to plateau, uh, we still were able to. Uh, uh, make some uh, uh, ground on on reducing those rates. Um, I guess the the good news is we've made strong investments in our our reserves and that has actually helped us uh, lessen some of the blow to some of the statewide reforms um, that uh, has had a a disproportionate uh, disproportionate, uh, stress on on, um, our budget and in other communities that have been growing. when we look at our fees uh, we don't have any uh, new fees with um, transit, water, sewer, stormwater. However, we we have had an increase in our our parking fees, uh, excuse me, not not our parking fees, but our refuge fees um, that uh, will allow us to make key investment in in, in those services. And I think our, our last slide is just an illustration showing um, mm-hmm. our, our uh, ground that we've made in reducing our property tax. Uh, as you can see from 2000 uh, fiscal year 12, uh, 2012 uh, to um, fiscal year 2023, we've made quite a bit of ground. Um, as you also can see in this illustration, that it is starting to um, be a little bit more challenging to continue to make those type of drops that are starting to, to plateau out there, uh, kind of indicating um, as it, that we're probably reaching a point where it's going to be harder to, to keep on making those type of uh, uh, reductions. I think that's all I have. Uh, is there any questions?
6: I have one quick question, which is, have have you all started to look at, and I understand it's it's not going to take effect immediately, but the the potential effects of of a flat tax going into effect uh, for the state and and over the next few years, really lowering state revenues?
14: Well, I I know we've uh, been keeping that on our radar, Uh, haven't had any real major uh, discussions until actually, you know, those kind of things take place. But... We're kind of keeping abreast of those type of uh, talks in the legislature.
15: If, if I could just add to that real quick, we, we don't get income tax, but the reality is as the state revenues decrease, they could find themselves in a situation where they need to replace that lost revenue. And History tells us they frequently will look to local governments potentially to do that, whether that's cutting uh, or diverting funds that were previously coming to us and, and absorbing those. So. You know you're seeing that with the backfill uh, there's a new backfill bill that's been introduced uh, for commercial properties that that seems like it's it's got a good probability of passing uh, we've seen it in you know previous contributions to the 411 pension system that the state used to make that they don't uh, which increases ours so while the flat tax may seem like an independent decision I can tell you cities are, are fairly nervous about long-term implications for that reason thanks any other
0: questions? Thank you. Thank you. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? If so, please step to the podium. If you're online, please raise your hand. Good job. Welcome. State your name and city, please. Hello, Noah. Um, mm-hmm.
7: And so like you were just mentioning how the city might be having problems because of what the state level is doing for funding and then, and then in that same presentation saying it's a good thing that how much money the valuations for the, for the tax levy, for property tax levy, which is going to have, a, which that for Iowa City that has a disproportionate like benefit for the wealthy, the people who own property, which it's half of the city doesn't own property, is our renters like the poor and the working class, so, I mean, that only really benefits the not poor and working class, the upper class, and the people who have more money who, like, can actually have them. I have no way of... I, they can, I, I'm they apparently finan- be able to rent out, money, rent out stuff, but, like, if I want to try to get a loan, if I wanted to buy a house or buy anything, there's no way I could do that, because... They don't do that for working class people. Like I, that's just not how it works. But I somehow somehow can pay hundreds and hundred dollars. Well, I would be paying that for a mortgage, but I have to pay it to a landlord and get nothing back. Um, so yeah. So I mean, if, so like a problem. Like, a way to fix the problem if you're gonna have revenue problems in the future is to raise the tax rate on property taxes and get more money. But mm-hmm. to just cutting, you can't just the state's going to be cutting services and you cannot be cutting services while the state's it. just going to hurt the poor and the working class. And it's going to be have the systemic racism that's going to be affecting the BIPOC community the hardest. That's what's going to happen if the city does nothing to address that. And it doesn't really seem to be be doing that because it's praising the taxes going down for the wealthy folks while <coughs> There's a housing crisis. There's, there's a real disconnect there. Like you, you'll, you'll talk about wanting to have this stuff, but you actually have to have the actions to do that. That's why people like me, the act the leftists in the city, we don't like the city because y'all talk a good game, but the actions, no, doesn't happen. There's no public housing. You increase the police budget. You have cops that go chase people after for having an open container. That doesn't hurt anybody, but yet we can't, it's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I don't think it makes sense to y'all. But you just, I don't know why you won't, just stop. Stop playing this stupid conservative game and actually like do progress. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Would anyone li- else like to address this topic? If online, please raise your hand. Seeing no one. I'm going to close the public hearing. Can I get a motion to approve, please?
6: So moved.
13: Weiner. Second. Alter.
0: Council discussion. Roll call, please. Harmson. Yes. Taylor.
13: Yes.
8: Teague. Yes. Thomas. Yes. Weiner. Yes. Alter. Yes. Burgess.
0: Yes. Motion passed. seven to zero. Item 15 is fiscal year 2023 budget public hearing. This is a resolution adopting the annual budget for the fiscal year ending June 30th, 2023. I'm going to open the public hearing, and this um, presentation has already been given. Um, anyone from the public, like to address this topic? Please state your name and city. Welcome.
7: Hello, my name is Noah. Just uh, Repeat what I just said. Uh, and just going to be more direct, uh, defund ICPD, defund ICPD, defund ICPD. ICPD can chase after people with open containers and have six to five squad, squad cars pull up on a car to pull over because their tire burst. This is an incident I'm talking about where I witnessed four or five cop cars because someone's tire went flat so they got surrounded by cops and i was filming that and that's all that's one of the times i got threatened with the rest for filming i've, I've talked about this like month, a few months ago but like for four or five cop cars for a flat tire i don't think that that department needs 16 million dollars to keep the public safe from people with flat tires you don't need the paramilitary force to deal with people with those flat tires around run out people. When, when you had someone here come here talk to you today about when, like, actual harm happens to people six months later and nothing. And they're forced to relive, revocalize their, like, just have, like, their trauma and just they get no justice. But we do get cops that gas us and laughing about it and saying let me gas and chasing after people with some alcohol (laughs) like there's makes no sense to give them more money like yeah so that's what we say defund icpd and that's a that's a reform thank you
0: thank you anyone else Uh, welcome taylor online Thank you.
12: Hi. Hi. Can you hear me?
0: Yes. Welcome.
12: Hi. Um, I'm not going to say much. Um, I want to um, echo <gasps> that um, you should defund ICPD. Um, and also, Jesus Christ, I hope you listen to the people who show up and talk to you and are vulnerable in front of you and share um, things that have happened to them. And um, I want you to think about how many people have been through the same things and have the same um, experiences and views, but either can't come here because it's inaccessible or simply don't have the ability to to get up in front of you and share something like that. Um, and uh, I just, I, I, I also, I just wanna say one more time, I wanna echo what Noah said, uh, defund ICPD. Um, and I wanna particularly highlight um, as an abuse survivor myself, that they do not help survivors um, and, uh, in fact, the times that you are more of an exception than a rule. Um, so I, I just, I just, I want to say for myself. Um, they do not prevent violence. My dog agrees, <laughs> um, please uh, depend, I see.
0: Thank you. Anyone else like to address this topic? seeing no one i'm going to close the public hearing can i get a motion to con- uh to approve please
13: so moved alter
4: second thomas
0: Council discussion roll call please
4: taylor
6: yes
8: teague yes thomas yes weiner yes alter yes Burgess. yes harmson
2: yes
0: motion passes seven to zero Item 16 is a three-year financial plan and five-year capital improvement plan. Resolution approving the three-year financial plan for the city of Iowa City, Iowa, and the five-year capital improvement plan. Can I get a motion to approve, please?
6: So move,
13: Weiner. Second, Burgess.
0: And this item was already discuss- uh, discussed by staff. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? If so, step to the podium. If you're online, raise your hand. CnO1 Council Discussion. Roll call, please. Teague. Yes.
8: Thomas. Yes. Weiner. Yes. Alter. Yes. Burgess. Yes. Harmson. Yes. Taylor. Yes.
0: Motion passed, seven to zero. Item number seventeen is enforcement of bike lane parking violations, ordinance amending Title Nine and Title Motor Vehicles and Traffic. Chapter four, entitled Parking Regulations. Section one, entitled Parking prohib- Prohibited in Specific Places to Prohibit Parking and Bike Lanes. Chapter nine, entitled Towing and Empowerment Procedures. Section two, entitled Towing and Empowerment of Certain Illegally Parked Vehicles to Allow Towing of Vehicles Parked in Bike Lanes. And chapter three, entitled Rules of the Road. Section 11, entitled Prohibited Acts and Conditions to Delete the Reference to Parking and Bike Lanes. This is second consideration and staff has requested expedited action.
6: I move that the rule requiring that ordinances must be considered and voted on for passage at two council meetings prior to the meeting at which it is to be finally passed be suspended, that the second consideration and vote be waived and that the ordinance be voted on for final passage at this time.
0: Second, Thomas. Moved by Weiner, seconded by Thomas. Anyone from the public like to address this topic? and please state your name and city. Welcome.
7: Hello, no again. I'm um, just kind of like what I said last time about how the city should look at how it's affecting people, the poor and working class once again, which is what this, the, the tickets are only ever going to really impact the poor and the working class is they're, the wealthy, they get the $15 ticket, like that does not matter to them. They could, that's nothing to the poor and working class that actually, like, matters to us because, like, that's when we, like, get negative bank bank accounts, like, have negative amounts in our bank account, it's kind of hard to pay a $15 ticket or then when they add up and then they take your car for, because you have $15 in tickets, which could be, which could even just be three tickets if it's long enough because they do, like, $20 after a month or whatever if you don't pay it. So, like, you can't pay in a month, so it could be three tickets and you have your, Car gone, and then then the city gives it to a company who charges people hundreds and hundreds, extorts people up hundreds, hundred dollars to get their own car back. And then if they can't pay them that hundred, this hundreds of dollars of fees, they will steal your car. They will sell it, and you then you, it's no longer your car. So the city is stealing people, allowing the theft of people's cars, and. It, should not allow that. Like You should not be contracting with people who are going to just steal people's cars. It's not okay to take someone's car and just sell it without their consent just because the company wants to make their profit. If this was a progressive city, it would not allow them. <laughs> the poor working class to have their cars stolen by private companies. And then the city can't just wash its hands of like when that happened to me that they just tried to wash their hands of it and say well it's not our it's not not our not our problem not our fault not 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 in our, our hand anymore it can't do anything though well, obviously like right then they could do it you know, but this city can do something about that it can not allow people to have their cars taken from this by the city the city orders the cars to be taken and then they just get sold without consent and that hurts The poor and working class, who are disproportionately the BIPOC community, so once again, this city is being racist. So yeah, just think about like, is it really how is this equitable, just when it only affects the poor and working class? Because that's what tickets like these tickets. They've not that does not matter to a wealthy person it's it's ridiculous to try to say it does if you if you if you're thinking that because it's like just facially ridiculous
0: thank you anyone else like to address this topic seeing no one council discussion
6: just wanted to make clear that this what we're voting on now is to make sure that people who are biking have clear path and aren't blocked by cars who, that that aren't supposed to be there so um, it's aimed at at improving bicycle traffic in the city in and particular safety. downtown where it's already very
13: crowded and i like that there's also a uh, note that there will be a great deal of signage posted in addition to what's already there about where there is and isn't parking allowed great
0: roll call please thomas
8: yes weiner yes alter yes Burgess. yes harmson yes taylor yes teague
0: yes motion passes seven to zero could i get a motion to pass and adopt
6: (coughs) so So moved moved. thomas
0: moved by weiner seconded by thomas roll call please weiner
8: yes alter yes
0: Burgess. yes harmson
8: yes taylor yes teague yes thomas yes
0: motion passes seven to zero item number 18 is meeting protocols resolution repealing resolutions 83-223 99-385 0-00-117 06-54 10-47 15-300 and 18-143 and approving city council procedural rules for the city of iowa city can i get a motion to approve please it's
3: all moved second
0: moved by taylor seconded by Burgess, and we're going to start with comments from our city attorney eric Gores.
8: thank you mr mayor uh here's the long-awaited resolution to approve the rules that the council has been discussing for uh some period of time um starting with all the uh repeals uh obviously that probably caught your attention as i mentioned early in this process um, there were any number of resolutions as you can see some very long-standing that had been located in disparate locations within the clerk's office um, and would address kind of a a single slice of the governance of your meetings Uh, again the whole point of this process is to uh, you know those all in a single place for both uh, the public to be able to see and you to be able to see Uh, so you have a single place to view all the rules Um, and and so these are the ones that are going to be replaced by um, uh, the meeting resolution or the rules that you folks will be approving pursuant to the rules before you today Um, the differences in this latest version of the rules from the last version are twofold one Uh, We've removed the municipal infraction for violating council rules. That was pursuant to uh, discussion at our last meeting. And and the other is a clarification as to questioning, or, or I should say answering questions from the public, Uh, there has been language inserted that says once the commenter has left the podium. So it's clear that the intent is not to have an argument back and forth with members of the public, but instead if council directs staff to answer questions that we do so, uh, after the fact, after the commenter has left the podium, otherwise, all the rules that you see before you have been, uh, the same set of rules that you've uh, seen and considered previously. Be happy to answer any questions if anyone has any.
3: I just have a quick question, Eric, and I apologize if I missed it, but I was looking through it a couple times and I thought in the original one we had an item in there about the need for translator and that that could add like a three minutes for the speaker, three minutes for the translator. Did I miss that in this revision?
8: My memory is that the presiding officer has the ability to offer additional time um, if it's needed and that would include the possibility of uh, a need for translation.
3: Okay, so you don't feel we would need to have that specified in there then?
8: I don't believe so. I'd, frankly, I'd have to review it to see if it is explicitly listed. If you have reviewed it and have not found it, then I'm sure that it, you're corrected that it's not. But I think that there's generalized language that allows for um, allows for the presiding officer to offer additional time if it's okay. needed for a reason like that.
3: Okay, thank you. Sure.
13: In um, Rule 20, it doesn't explicitly call it out, but it does say, um, that the presiding uh, additional or last time is determined by the presiding officer based on the number of persons wishing to speak and or the length of total public input uh, can be limited. Uh, Sorry, I'm Mm -hmm. processing out loud at the moment. But yeah, I think that's the the portion that you were kind of looking at.
0: And then I just wanted to make sure um, that we had discussions about um, ways that the presiding officer um, can kind of guide the conversation when someone is at the podium and they have a question. Um, how this council can address it? Um, I, I think there's uh, several ways that the council can address it, and that would be. Certainly when we do our deliberations as council, um, we hear things all the time um, that we can certainly address during the only time we can address something is during uh, public comment uh, where it's not an agenda item. Um, but I think it's very important for this council to um, really consider the ways that we can still um, answer, um the public but being at the podium during the time having exchanges um i don't think is the right appropriate space in in our um, business meetings the other thing that i would um, suggest that we consider is when someone is here um, a public person is there We could potentially have um either on the current cards when they sign in if they mark you know follow up please follow up with me um they can list their email address and their phone number and then that would be something that we routinely um, collect our city clerk collect that and then we can follow up with people um, and have a um, really a more engaged uh, opportunity to have a discussion with the individual so I wanted you all to consider um, definitely us having we can do it with the current um, and certainly I you know the presiding officer could say if you haven't done already please um, if you would like us to get in touch with you uh, list some contact information for us
13: I like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, this way then it's, it's an invitation to continue a conversation or to be able to respond in a way that can allow both uh, individual attention and then also allow us to get through our agenda in the, in the moment.
6: So I think that's a.
13: Yeah, I agree that's a good idea.
0: Okay.
6: And I think that your, that your first comment was addressed by the language that the uh, city attorney
0: yes and i just wanted to at least uh expound upon that just a little bit all right anyone from the public like to address this topic if so please raise your hand if online if present please come to the podium welcome
7: hello noah um yeah uh so i guess so what what happens when i'm directed to leave the council meeting and i don't or i'm suspended for a council meeting and i attend it or is this going to be something you'll ask and answer and after i speak
0: we can certainly follow up with you on that
7: See, this is why, like, you like you could, like, respond, though. Like, that'd be so much easier instead of just, like, having talk to, talk to, talk to. When you could just, like, have very quick exchange, like, of information instead of, like, just having, like, because that's, like, how, com- like, my understanding, I, I don't understand conversations anyways. Eh, eh. But, like, there's, like, back and forth. And, like, so you have a question and you have another one. And then if it's on the public agenda item and, like, then so you usually like are making the decisions on that so then following up afterwards doesn't it's like after the fact when so you instead of doing like before it actually happens because most agenda items are one and done like they don't it's not like it's going to come back again necessarily obviously there's variance in that but that doesn't if you're not letting not when you legally can have that back and forth which is what You should be having to have like responsive and responding to the public and people have questions and actually like let those questions be answered out in the public instead of on private one-on-one situation like doesn't that's not allowing transparency It's like responding to people's questions increases transparency and makes it more democratic instead of having i'm not i'm not not against follow-up i'm just saying that that it it shouldn't be an either or it should be a both, especially when like you legally are able to have to respond when people ask questions in this time. You can legally answer my questions. It's just it is a choice and you should be doing as much as possible to be engaging with the public and that would show good faith and showing you want to engage the public and just as, as much as possible. It's so, like not we don't come up here to ask questions just to argue because have general questions that we want answered and clarity on and it's in the public's interest to have clarity on that. And when you have have the the before and then not and that questions asked after the speaker's already gone and then like if I have another question, like I, that's, how my, that's how my brain works. I could have another question that's after my question's answered and I'm I'm sure I'm not alone in that. And that would and if that if you do it the other way then the other and it's yeah. It just allows more engagement and it's allowed in its good governance in my opinion. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Anyone else like to address this topic if you're online please raise your hand. Seeing no one. Council discussion. Roll call please.
8: Alter. Yes. Burgess. Yes. Harmson. Yes. Taylor. Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? yes. Weiner?
6: Yes.
0: Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 19 is fire chief appointment. Resolution approving the appointment of Scott Lyon as fire chief in Iowa City, Iowa. <clears throat> Could I get a motion to approve, please?
13: So moved. Second, Alter.
0: Moved by Teller, second by Alter. And then we'll welcome our city manager, Jeff Run.
15: Yeah, thank you, Mayor and Council. Uh, excited to have this item before you tonight. So as you know, we've been uh, recruiting uh, for a new fire chief dating back to September of, of last year. Uh, previous Chief Greer retired in February. And uh, uh, unlike most department heads, which I have sole authority to, to hire over, the, both the fire chief and the police chief require uh, your vote as well. Uh, AND THAT'S WHAT WE'RE HERE uh, TONIGHT. SO um, THERE'S A MEMO IN BOTH YOUR uh, INFORMATION PACKET ON MARCH 10TH AND AS WELL IN YOUR MEETING PACKET FOR for THIS MEETING. Uh, THAT STARTS ON 263. Um, THAT OUTLINES THE RECRUITMENT PROCESS THAT uh, WE UNDERTOOK FOR uh, for THE FIRE CHIEF POSITION. I'M uh, HAPPY TO REPORT THAT THE CIVIL SERVICE COMMISSION LAST WEEK, uh, CERTIFIED SCOTT LYON, Um, FOR THE FIRE CHIEF POSITION, SO THIS IS THE FINAL STEP IN THE PROCESS. I'M NOT GOING TO GO THROUGH EVERYTHING ON THE RECRUITMENT PROCESS. YOU CAN SEE THAT IN THE MEMO, BUT I'M HAPPY TO ANSWER ANY QUESTIONS THAT YOU HAVE. I'D LIKE TO JUST TELL YOU A LITTLE BIT ABOUT um, uh, CHIEF LYON. Uh, HE WOULD BE COMING TO US FROM uh, URBANDALE, IOWA, WHERE HE HAS BEEN THE ASSISTANT CHIEF SINCE 2014. He currently serves as their accreditation manager in addition to overseeing multiple facets of their departmental operations Uh, prior to that uh, he served the city of uh, clive from 1998 to 2014 um, most recently there as the deputy fire chief and training officer Uh, he has bachelor's and master's degree from waldorf college Uh, the masters is in um, organizational uh, leadership while the bachelor's degree is in fire services administration. Um, a couple of things that really stood out uh, for, for, um, for me as I got to know Scott through this process. One, he was, he was very clear um, that uh, he believes that the fire department is an extension of the community. He has a very external facing mindset. Um, he is a relationship, um, he prioritizes those community relationships not only because it's a, it's a public service position, um, but also because he truly believes that it's those relationships that can have a profound impact on the success of the fire department, particularly when it comes to uh, reducing uh, community risk, uh, which is uh, certainly a major focus of, of the department. HE IS DEFINITELY uh, SOMEONE uh, THAT HAS GREAT EXPERIENCE IN REGIONAL SETTINGS AND uh, HAS DEMONSTRATED THAT HE CAN EFFECTIVELY COLLABORATE WITH OTHER AGENCIES. Uh, WE KNOW THAT THAT'S CRITICAL HERE IN JOHNSON COUNTY. WE RELY ON OUR NEIGHBORS uh, JUST AS MUCH AS THEY RELY ON US WHEN IT COMES TO uh, RESPONDING TO to CRITICAL INCIDENTS. HE'S SHOWN THAT HE CAN FORGE THOSE uh, RELATIONSHIPS WITH NEIGHBORING ORGANIZATIONS. AND AGAIN, I THINK THAT'S ESSENTIAL AS WE uh, uh, look at the future of the of the Iowa City Fire Department. Lastly, uh, it was very clear that uh, um, he cares uh, very deeply for his staff. Um, he wants to make sure that they have every opportunity they they can to advance professionally, uh, to to be lifelong learners in their position, but also wants to make sure that they. Um, are, are cared for as people, and that the, they and their families are cared for. Cares about um, their physical and their mental health uh, and wants to make sure that they're in the best position possible to, to serve this community. I think he's going to be a fantastic addition to our team. I'm excited for him to uh, move to Iowa City and uh, get to know our staff and get to know you all and the community. And I'd ask for your approval tonight uh, for uh, Scott. And uh, uh, if, uh, if uh, you are willing to do that, he will be here on April 4th as day number one.
0: Thank you. Anyone from the public like to dis- discuss this item? Welcome.
7: Hello, my name is Jermaine. I'm making a Jermaine comment about being Jermaine, and this is very much so a Jermaine comment, and it's a petty Jermaine comment, but it is indeed a comment, and it is Jermaine, and the Jermaineness of this Germaneness is Jermaine. Jermaine, uh, Jermaine, Jermaine. I'm sorry, Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine, uh, Jermaine. Jermaine, uh, Jermaine. Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine, 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 Jermaine. Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine. It's because you have the stupid thing and the rules about having Jermaine comment. Um, Jermaine. So this is just a petty protest. Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine, am I gonna get suspended for a meeting for my non-jermaine comment, (laughs) Bruce? Oh yes, I also forgot, I'm supposed to direct you, speak to you individually. Not supposed to, but I'm gonna do it, Jermaine Bruce. Jermaine, 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 Jermaine. Jermaine, 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 Jermaine non germain oh, nope, nope, not, sorry. I apologize for non germaine comment. I meant to say germane. Germane, germane. Germane, 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 germane. What, what time is it? It's germane time, God <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't need to do that. Jermaine, Jermaine, Jermaine. Got a minute left of Germain this up here. I'm, I'm sorry for stopping the orderly flow of this meeting with my non Germain Jermaine comment. Jermaine, 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 Jermaine. Jermaine, Jermaine. Jermaine, 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 Jermaine. The only reason it because you had that stupid rule, just to make that clear. Jermaine, 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 Jermaine. Jermaine, Jeff. Jermaine.
0: Thank you. Would anyone else like to address this topic? Seeing no one. Council discussion.
13: I just want to say thanks to Jeff for doing such a thorough and thoughtful job on getting the best candidate. and for really looking holistically, it's kind of a favorite word here, but truly looking holistically at the needs of the department and the needs of the community and who's gonna be the best um, candidate for that. And I just really appreciate that work.
11: Thank you. Uh, Councillor Weiner and I had the opportunity to um, be in on some of the formal interviews of the finalists and I'm very pleased that uh, we've extended this offer or Jeff, that you've extended the offer to Scott Lyon and that he's accepted. I think um, he's definitely committed to the job. I think he has a good understanding of what the future of the department could look like and you highlighted some of those things in your memo about his community-facing focus as well as identifying some of the challenges uh, ahead. So very excited about this.
6: I agree with uh, Councilwoman Burgess. I, I really appreciate it in being able to participate in those interviews and um, and Scott Lyons willingness to, it's probably not the right term, but to think outside of the box, to not necessarily uh, do things in his current department or previous departments simply because they've always been done, but to look for different ways and more effective ways to work both with the city and with the community.
0: Roll call, please. Burgess? Yes. Harmson. Yes.
8: Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner? Yes. Alter? Yes.
0: Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 20 is resolution in support of Ukraine. Resolution in support of Ukraine, Ukrainian leaders and people as they defend against Russia's immoral and illegal massive military attack on the sovereign nation of Ukraine. Could I get a motion to approve, please?
6: So moved, Weiner.
0: Second, Harmson. All right. And then we're going to invite council to maybe make an opening comment on this item. Is there a councilor prepared to do that?
2: Yes, uh, absolutely. I think this is a thank you to fellow members of the council, uh, Councilor Weiner um, and staff for helping us put this together. uh, idea that we had, we discussed a lot. Um, uh, she and I discussed it, and, and actually, Councillor Weiner should get a lot of the credit for coming up with a lot of the text of the resolution. Uh, credit where credit is due. But I think it's important that we acknowledge uh, both our places in the international community and also our solidarity with the, uh, the people of Ukraine and their democratically elected uh, government. I think that's uh, the intention of this, and uh, to you know just put something down. So in this case. Symbolism I think is very important and we can symbolically state our our alignment with with them and their goals of maintaining their democratically elected government.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Any anyone one from the public like to address this topic. Welcome.
7: Hello. Uh, I'm just going to preface this with um, Vladimir Putin is an evil person and this is a completely evil, horrible, immoral, and devastating invasion and illegal devastation of Ukraine, and it's completely unjustified. Um, but I'm just going to push back slightly a bit on the language in this the resolution is, is Ukraine does have a serious – they're not led by Nazis, that is correct. They do have a serious Nazi problem. They have a serious nationalist problem. They, 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 you, there are problems, and that is not justified I'm – not, I'm not justifying the invasion at all. I'm just saying you can it's I don't think it's entirely right to completely just like not it's, say that there is the problem there when there is like serious problems with the Azov Battalion and others are embedded in the Ukrainian military, which is not the that's not make it a Nazi government. It is but there's not like just some purely innocent government either and it should not be invaded. I just wanna make that clear. Um, So yeah, but it, I, mean, it, it, I don't know if y'all have seen this, but uh, there have been hundreds of videos coming out recently of in Ukraine of ethnic minorities in Ukraine being rounded up and by Ukrainians because of the war, you know, collapse of society and just of uh, Roma uh, ethnic Russians being tied to poles, publicly mutilated, beaten, tortured. It's it's really horrible. What's happening there i think it's warranted insid- because atrocities are not just on one side either and it's mostly russian obviously russians are committing the most atrocities they're committing war they are committing genocide against the people yes that is it is horrible and this i think so the i i i do support this resolution mostly it just just that little bit just the lack of nu- nuance to it it's just my only I guess gripe, it's not that much, I just wanted to get that out there on the record. And, and, and Zelensky like banning opposition parties and declaring martial law and having that, that's not so great either. That was, that was after the war, like, so that was like a couple days ago. But, like it's not a really great response. And you, should, you should, yeah,
0: thanks. Thank you anyone else like to address this topic if you're online please raise your hand seeing no one council discussion
6: I just like to add that um, one of the things that that I that I think we all have to be extremely careful of as we watch this war be prosecuted essentially through social media is is checking our sources and making sure that that, we, that anything that we're looking at or anything that we're, is, is, a, is an actual reliable source because that, that's one of the, that's one of the greatest dangers that, is, that has arisen when you look at, the, at how Putin has completely clamped down on, on media, on free media in Russia, making it extremely difficult for, for people for Russians, many of whom probably do not support this war. Um, to to find out ex- what is actually happening, um, and at the same time, being great purveyors of propaganda, so that um, it's a it's a it's a huge challenge to to try and make sure that what um, that what we are looking at is actually the truth, mm-hmm. and it's sort of a parable for our own world as well. It's certainly a
13: tool that. Is being used, is weaponized currently. It is another weapon in this war.
0: And I wanna say thanks to the counselors that took some considerable um, thoughts into creating this. Thank you so much. If nothing else, roll call please. Harmson?
8: Yes. Taylor? Yes. Teague? Yes. Thomas? Yes. Weiner?
9: Yes. Alter? Yes. Fergus? Yes.
0: <coughs> Motion passes seven to zero. Item number 21 is announcement of vacancies previous. Applications must reside in Iowa City and be 18 years of age unless specific qualifications are stated. Community Police Review Board, one vacancy to fill a current or former police peace officer to fill an unexpired term. Community Police Review Board, two vacancies to fill an unexpired term plus a four-year term. Public Art Advisory Committee, one vacancy to fill, an, uh, for an art design professional to fill an unexpired term. Public Art Advisory Committee, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Public Art Advisory Committee, one vacancy to fill an art design professional to fill an unexpired term. Applications must be re- received by March 29, 2022 airport zoning board of adjustment one vacancy to fill a five-year term airport zoning commission iowa city representative one vacancy to fill a six-year term board of appeals building design professional one vacancy to fill a five-year term historic preservation commission east college street one vacancy to fill a three-year term historic preservation commission jefferson street one vacancy to fill an unexpired term Housing and Community Development Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Housing and Community Development Commission, one vacancy to fill an unexpired term. Vacancies will remain open until filled. We're at item number 22, which is city council information. Any updates? Hearing none.
6: Yeah, I don't know. It, I don't know if other people had a chance to attend the Night of 1,000 Dinners, which was done virtually again this year. Um, I think I saw you on it, Council. Does, they um, they have uh, U.N.A. USA has done a, a terrific job of putting this on for for a number of years and and donating the proceeds to really excellent nonprofits in the area. Um, they 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 always select three. This. I, I'm not going to remember all of them off the top of my head, but I know that Inside Out was one of them. Um, and it's, it's really a, a worthwhile organization, a worthwhile cause. Um, and I also just wanted to let folks know that what we were just in, in DC for a week. Um, and while I was there, I did several meetings for the city with the, the offices of our member of Congress and our senators um, with the help of Rachel Kilberg who put together talking points. And one of the things that I made that I made sure to tell them was um, how useful the ARPA funds have been and, and how we as a city are putting them to work. And I say that respectfully, but also mindful that none of our current representatives voted for them. And I thought it was important that they know that, that, that these funds have, are being put to excellent use. And we just discussed tonight, one of the uses they're likely to be put toward
0: all right thank you we're on to item number 23 which is report on items from city staff start with our city manager
15: nothing tonight mayor
0: our deputy city manager
15: nothing tonight thank you
0: our city attorney
8: nothing for me thank you city clerk
15: no thank
0: you all right Uh, we're gonna could i get a motion to adjourn this meeting we will be going back into work session But could I get a motion to adjourn, item number 24?
13: So moved. Second. Second.
0: Moved by Alter, seconded by Burgess. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? We are adjourned.